Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated in honor of Elizabeth Gindi. Happy belated birthday. You are a source of immense inspiration to me and all the people around you with your kind heart, all the mitzvot that you do. Hashem should always bless you and your family with Zimachot. And you should see all your future generations go in the ways of the Torah and inshallah become Torah scholars. Love always, Lori Tuberman. As well, the week of Kobra was sponsored by David E. Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. My friends, I want to focus today with you on a very interesting phenomenon. A phenomenon uh, which I feel is strange at first glance, but we kind of understand it a little bit better once we explain it. Um, let's start with the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that we say every day in the Amidah two, two times. What Pasuk do we say two times in the Amidah every day? Very good. What does that mean? May it be liratzon to your will, to your liking. Imrefi, the words of my mouth. And the, uh, and the thoughts of my heart in front of you. My rock and my redeemer. And the Midrash says something very interesting. The Midrash says on this Pasuk, Bikesh David Amelech, David Amelech requested Me'akadosh Baruch Hu from God, Yehir Atzon Milfanecha, may it be Hashem, may it be your will, Shetehecha Shuva Lefanecha, Amirat Tehilim, that the saying of Tehilim should be um, considered important in your eyes, Kinnegaim Ve'ahalot, like Negaim. Right? Like uh, the laws of uh, Mitzorah, of uh, a person who gets Tzarat, and the laws of the impurity of the tents. What is David Amelech asking that Tehilim should be like Tzarat? What does that mean? And the Meshi Chokhmah gives an incredible uh, explanation. He says, to imagine someone who has a nega, they're trying to get rid of it. So the way you get rid of it is you go through the procedure where first it's identified as tzarat. It's tahor, declare tahor or tameh. Then they lock the guy up for, for seven days, he's in quarantine. After he's in quarantine for seven days, they check the nega again. Did it spread? Did it not spread? So the person needs to be declared tahor or tameh. Let's say he's declared uh, tameh, he's locked up. After the locked up process, there's a thing he does where it goes away. And then the person is declared tahor at the end of it, right? But the process needs to be gone through. Anyway, the guy, he looks at himself. He doesn't know what's going on. He goes, he goes to the Kohen. And the Kohen sees the Nega Tzarat. And then the Kohen makes a declaration as to what it is or what it isn't. And then the guy could go be on his way. He could get on with his life. What happens, as an example, the guy lives in a city with no Kohen. He goes to a big Tamih Chacham. guy knows... Rabbi knows all the halachot of Tzarat. Guy knows all the halachot of the whole Torah. Biggest Torah genius in a thousand years. He says, what is this? The guy says, it's Tahor. Does the rabbi's declaration ma matter? A ki whatsoever, not at all. The guy says, look, I can't believe it, Rabbi. You're telling me you can't help me? He says, no. He goes, but you know what it is. He says, I know what it is. 
but I don't have the power to declare it. So he says, what should we do? He says, let's go find the Kohen. He says, what, there's no Kohen in this neighborhood that, that knows any of the halakot. He says, no, look, no worries. Go get me a phone book. Guy gets him a phone book. He looks in the phone book. He finds, yeah? He finds Cohen. What's the guy's first name? Skyler Cohen. Okay? Yani. You understand where I'm going? Ada is, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't even know what other names he would have, which would indicate that he was named uh, by uh, the, a millennial parent. Okay? Uh, I apologize in advance to any Skylar Cohens out there. Hadas <laughs> like unfollow. <laughs> yeah, the guy Skylar never has. He never went to yeshiva. He doesn't know. He calls him, not home. Next, next Cohen on the phone book. He calls, not home. Third Cohen. He calls the phone book. Picks up the phone. He says, "Hello, are you Jewish?" The guy says, "Yes." He goes, I think. He goes, Ma, are we Jewish? <laughs> Mommy says, yeah, we're Jewish. He goes, uh, yeah, Dad, the guy, Rabbi, is asking if Dad was a Cohen. Yeah, Dad was a Cohen. That's why your last name is Cohen, kid. Rabbi, Rabbi wants to make an appointment. Ask him if he wants money. <laughs> Rabbi, I don't want money. Comes to the house, knocks on the door. He says, can I see who your father is, your mother is? Kosher marriage, okay, Azaku Baruch. He brings the Mitzorah with him, sits down with, uh, I forgot what the next uh, millennial child name would be, you know, whatever it is. I'm looking to you guys, but none of you wants to get in trouble. You leave me out to, to dry, okay? Looks at the guy and he says, sit down over here. He tells the guy, look at this guy's arm. He sees the guy has a nega tarat. It's darker. The skin, the se'ar hafach lavan. He says, what am I looking at? He says, you're looking at a negatzarat. The kid says, what's that? He says, it don't matter. He says, repeat after me. Tahor. The kid says, what does that mean? He says, just say what I'm saying. Tahor. Kid says, tahor. Halacha is guys tahor. Repeat after me. The kid has no clue what's happening. No idea what he's looking at. He's just repeating the words the rabbi said to him. Halacha is Tameh. Meshach Chochmah explains that that's what David HaMelech was asking for. Let it be that the saying of the Tehillim should be chashuva, counted, how many people read Tehillim? They have no idea what the half of the words mean. And, and they're just reading. So how important could it be? How powerful could the Tehillim be? David HaMelech says, Hashem, please count it like Negaim. Where this guy who has no idea what he's saying is making something Tameh and making something to whore with his words. The question, my friends, is why is it that David Melech was asking for this? It's a strange thing to request, isn't it? Let this random saying, word, that's being expressed, let it come, let it be counted as if the person understood, knew, just like Negaim. 
Let it have an effect without my understanding. Why would David Melch ask for that? And I think there's something very powerful here under the surface. And we'll deal with it in two, two stages. First, I want to explain the answer in Negaim, and then I want to explain the answer in Tehillim. You know why in Negaim there's a reality where the Kohen, who doesn't have any clue what he's saying, could make you Tahor and make you Tameh with his words? And why the, the Talmid Chacham, who knows exactly what this is, who's telling the Kohen what to say, his Tahor and his Tameh doesn't matter? My friend, is Midah Kineged Midah. Our rabbis tell us that the way a person gets Tzarat is from Lashon Hara. And isn't that how Lashon Hara works? That a person who has no idea what they're talking about says Tahor, says Tameh, and all of a sudden this person is Tahor or Tameh. Why? Because some dib who had no idea what he was talking about said that he's Tahor, said he's Tameh. This guy is not honest. All of a sudden, everyone in the community, not honest. This guy, you don't know, this family, bad people, stay away. How do, he just no, knows nothing. I heard from a friend who knew with the other person who went out with the girl six years ago. That's the quality of his information. He knows nothing. But the way Lashon Hara works and spreads is by people who know nothing expressing an opinion and people buying it. So the antidote to Lashon Hara is the same as the poison of Lashon Hara. Hashem says, I want you to understand, you want to be healed from the sickness called Lashon Hara? The only way you're healed is if you recognize the evil, the danger in what it is that you did. You spread Lashon Hara about someone. Now let me ask you a question. You hear Lashon Hara, you know, in the Beit Knesset, someone says something to you. No, oh, I heard this, I heard that, all these negative things. Comes along with Talmi Chacham, and Talmi Chacham says, listen, I know the family, they're good people. I think you should go out. Rabbi, pass. You don't know, I was at the Mazer last week, and over Lach Majin, we slaughtered the whole family. So it's Tehiyat Ametim at this stage. Sometimes even the Talmid Chacham, who knows exactly what he's saying, his words to say Tahor are irrelevant. And a person's popular and they have enough money and they have enough power and they have enough whatever. When the rabbi says Tameh, he has no power to say Tameh. What that means is when it comes to Lashon Hara, to the understanding of the way we look at people, not all sources of information are equal. And we live today in a world which is exemplifying this more and more and more. You're being told what to think about things all the time. People are creating trends in fashion, in the way we think, in the way we act. And what made that person an expert? Because they have X amount of followers? because they shot a movie. This guy's a basketball player, so now he gets to comment on, on, on moral issues because he got a, he's able to take a ball, jump high enough to put it in a hoop. 
now the guy's Aristotle? Right? He should have the least of an opportunity because he was spending all the time when he was supposed to be studying on the basketball court. That's how we got to where he is today. So he is an expert in ball handling, an expert in dunking, an expert in zone defense. More than that, not sure what his, what his pedigree is to comment on things other than that. But that's what we're seeing here. So the first way of understanding it is that that's why that's the case in Negaim. So David HaMelech asked, if that's the way it is in a negative thing, it has to be, God, that there's a way that that exists in the world of the positive. So I also want a time where just words, haki balash, could become haki, how do you say powerful in Arabic? Haki awi. I'm going to start something here, something, just started something new in this room today. Haki awi. Pawi for all. <laughs> Hybrid. Okay? David Amelech asked, God, in your world, every positive thing, every negative thing, if there's a negative, there's a positive. If there's a positive, there's a negative. There are opposing forces in the world. So says David HaMelech, if there is negative speech that comes without understanding, which could ruin someone's life, it has to be that there's positive speech without understanding, which could save someone's life. So you have a Tehillim group. People don't know even which way to hold the Tehillim, upside down, like this, like this. But on WhatsApp, they say, I'm going to read three chapters. They're reading, Maskil, David. What does Maskil mean? I don't know. What is Le David? Oh, that says Le David. I thought it said Le Dude. It's talking about the Dude Shemesh on the roof. The... Doesn't matter. The words are said in Tehillim without any understanding. David Amelech elicits, elicits a, pri a promise from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You don't need to... Is it more powerful if you understand it? A thousand times more. Worth reading it in English. Yes. But even if you don't, But I think there's a deeper reason why David HaMelech asked that specifically Tehillim should, should count even though you don't understand what you're saying. You know, David, he was called Naim Zemirot Yisrael. What does it mean, Yigal, who himself is worthy of that title? Naim Zemirot Yisrael, what does it mean? He had a beautiful, pleasant, the pleasant singer of Israel. He wrote all the Psalms, right? Now, why does David get the appellation, the title? Naim Zemirot Yisrael. So I want to direct you to a Gemara. The Gemara tells us that there was there was a non-Jewish king. And this king, he took over much of the civilized world. But he recognized that the power that he had came from God. And he was singing Shira. And that was a very damning thing, that he's singing 
songs of praise to God because you had other Jewish kings that didn't do that. Says the Gemara, Ba Malach usitaro al piv. An angel came and slapped him in the mouth. And he stopped saying Shira. So you read this Gemara, it's a little confusing. Like the guy is praying, what are you slapping him in the mouth for? Why do you want him to stop? Because he's not Jewish? You don't want him to pray? And the rabbis give a beautiful explanation. You know what they say? The rabbis say, that's not the point. The point was that what the Malachim were trying to communicate is, this guy is in ch- on top of the world. So it's wonderful that he's singing songs of praise to God. But David HaMelech, who was the pleasant singer of Israel, literally had the worst life ever. From the time he was young, they questioned his lineage. They used to call him a, 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 a mamzer. He was cast out by his brothers. Separated from the family. No one could believe he would be anything. Finally he moves. We know the whole story with Goliath. King Shaul promises that the person who kills uh, Goliath is going to get to marry his daughter. David Amalek steps forward. That's it. This is where the story turns. You can even hear in the background the music starts playing. He kills Goliath. With a slingshot, even rhymes. He gets the girl and becomes the king. Incorrect. Shaul Melech reneges on his deal. He becomes best friends with Shaul Melech's son, Yonatan. And what does Shaul want to do? He don't want to babysit. He wants to kill him. So he chases him to kill him. This is David's life story. And then his best friend dies. How's it going so far? Sounds like a good life? He has people chasing him, killing him. Finally he becomes the king. He actually becomes the king. And his entire kingdom is beset by people trying to chuck him off the throne. And the worst part is, half the people trying to chuck him off the throne and kill him are his own children. Avshalom, Adoniyahu. Does it get worse? Does it get worse? He makes a mistake, David HaMelech. He causes, what's, he causes a massive plague in Am Yisrael. That's the whole concept of the hundred berachot. Of count, excuse me, counting. He instituted berachot to, to, to countermand that. But he counted the Jews instead of using by, with the coin. He, he lived the most difficult life. There comes a point where he, it's so bad, where he's on the run from his own son of Shalom, and where does he go to be saved from his son? To his arch enemy. What does that mean? Anyone know? He went to Avimelech, who was the king of the Pilishtim, who he spent his life fighting against. And they would have killed him. So what does David have to do in order to not be killed by the the, the Pilishti king he starts acting like he's crazy, like he lost his mind 
like he was mentally insane. This, the guy from the king, he's now sketching as if he's a mental hospital patient just to save his life. You know why? Because he can't go home because his own kid will kill him. The worst life in the world. And what does the Pasuk say? He's writing to Hilim, لِدَّوِيدْ بِشَّنُوتُوا تَعَمُوا إِفْنَعَوِي مَلِخِ وَيَغَرْشَيُوا وَيَلَخِ It's the most beautiful thing in the world that someone does not lose their faith even in the most difficult of times. David HaMelech said to God, it's only fair. I composed the Helim when I could not understand where you were. I praised you when I did not understand your ways. It has to be that my children, my grandchildren, and Am Yisrael, when they read the Elim and they don't understand, that it counts because I don't understand and they don't understand. And that's what makes him name Zimirot Yisrael. He's the pleasant singer of Am Yisrael because he sings songs that you don't have to get in order for them to be powerful. You don't need to understand them. My friends, Let's come full circle. Nega tzara'at happens because a person misuses their language. Because they don't think. And when they don't think what happens, you can cause tons of damage. And we, we want to illustrate that to you by showing you that a Kohen Amaaret who has no idea what he's talking about could make you tahorotameh. And a person who is actually a respected opinion, you know, nobody's listening to him. doesn't work. The antidote to that, my friends, the antidote to that is Tehillim. Is to recognize here, and this is the point I'm trying to make, that to do positive things sometimes, you don't need to know too much. You know, sometimes people will call me and they'll ask me, who's this guy? What's he like? My daughter wants to marry. I know he comes to your shul. And I say, what's he like? i tell you, the guy sits like a champion. <laughs> Whenever I see him, the guy, unbelievable. He sits there, he's got a book, he, amazing, fantastic. What do, you know? what do I know about a guy that comes to shul? I know what he's like in business. Do I know? I don't know. I know what his Shabbat table is like. Guy told me once, Rabbi, I know you don't eat kosher. I know you're scared to eat in people's houses because you don't know the level of the kosher that they have. Unless you know. He says, but he goes, I'm different. You see me in shul all the time. I said to him, Rahi, you're amazing. You're a champion sitter. Fantastic at holding a book. You rap talent like no one I ever saw in my life. <laughs> I don't know what kind of meat you have in the fridge. What do I, do I know? Do I know that his wife knows the laws of milk and meat? I don't know anything. So what do I tell a person that calls me? I say, look, I can't, I can't tell you about what I don't know. When I see the guy in shul, I see he comes, 
He comes nicely. He's there. He doesn't come at the end for Kiddush. He's there for the Tefillah. He prays. I don't see him chatting with other people. Seems like a person who has Yerat Shamaim. So even when you don't know so much, even with a lack of knowledge, you could still find something about the person to speak positively about, even if you don't understand what's going on under the surface. My friends, lack of understanding can produce negative speak, and lack of understanding can produce positive speak. What David Amelech was saying is that you could look at a situation where you don't know what's going on and still find something to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu for. And that's true about God and that's true about people. My father is the king of this. I've heard my father a million times say, he stands up at a bar mitzvah, I knew your grandfather. He was so special. What a smile he had. That's what my father says about him. Again, whether the guy was, I don't know, clubbing seals in his basement, we don't know. How does, you go into his house, there's like hanging dead cats, maybe. I don't know. But the smile, right? You don't have to know too much about someone to know or to notice something positive. Yeah? I think uh, that's a beautiful lesson. And um, I, I think that when people actually take this lesson to heart and, and they start speaking that way, it, it, it provides and it makes the most beautiful environment. You know, and I'll end with this. You know, I always say this uh, when, I, when it comes to this issue. I, I remember going to PTA once, parents, teachers uh, in school. And I sat down with my wife, you know, and they have a very horrible manhag in London. I don't know if it's in all the schools, but in some of the schools. And the horrible manhag is that you take your children to parents' teachers' evenings. Isn't that awful? I, I think I, I only realized how awful it is afterwards. Like they have to give all this stuff in front of the child. You know, oh, she doesn't listen, or she talks too much, or the kid is like... Like, I, I don't feel like they don't need to be there for that, you know? We could deal with that later. Either way. You know, I think that I'm sure there's other merits to it as well. Anyway, so I'm sitting there, and the teacher's like, you know, the daughter, she, she, she disrupts the class, she's always talking, and she doesn't turn in the homework like this, and, and there's this time, with this time she did that, and one time, anyway, so she's sitting, she's giving me 20 minutes bashing my child, in front of my child. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and you know, my wife, God gave me a wife who really knows me. My wife is already kicking me under the table. Because she knows storms are coming. She's kicking me. You know, you gotta make sure, by the way, the only time that I care what kind of shoes my wife is wearing is the morning of PTA. She's kicking me. So I said, I leaned in, you know, with my best uh, smiling face, and I said, are you finished? She says, yeah. I said, so you're teaching my daughter for six months, uh, now since the beginning of the year, yes, yes. I said, and you only have negative things to say about her. You mean there wasn't one positive thing that my daughter ever did? 
that you could tell us about. There was not one piece of homework that she turned in. There wasn't one moment where she was tired, so she didn't have the energy to talk. So she was quiet in class. Not one time. Did she ever get a cup of water for the teacher? Nothing. There's zero, you have zero positive things to say in six months? You let that bomb land. No, of course. She contributes to the class. We call her Mother Teresa. She's so special. She's so lovely. She does this. She's creative. She's da 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 da. I was like, oh, where was this before? You, no, not lead with that. Just include it. Include it. People get a choice in life what to focus on and what to bring out and what to talk about. You get a choice to use your language in a positive way for tefillah, for Torah, for building people up, or the opposite. You get to choose that. You know? And a lot of times, you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. In fact, almost always, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So find the guy's smile. The guy's a champion sitter. Someone he has, doesn't, he has no positive qualities. You know what? You're, the, you're amazing at Kiddush. Baruch Hashem, we have less leftovers because of you. <laughs> Find something. Find something. If you dedicate your life to doing this in your environments, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu ensures not only uh, that your uh, surroundings are nicer practically because you're in a positive mindset and the people are, are happier because they feel that you see them in a positive light, but Borei Olam also rewards those positive words. May Hashem bless us always to have the reward of those beautiful words in our world. Haki? No. Haki? Awi.